Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom. Rest from the time that has tiptoed around. Rest from the day that has done and unwound. Rest for the mind that has guided your soul. Blessed be He who has made your life whole. Rest from the wind that has blown you astray. Tangle your words as if love went away. Rest for the lives that are no longer near. All but tonight, they will all come to hear. Shalom, 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 Shabbat shalom, 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 shalom. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Great to see you. Great to be here. It was definitely a week in the making, and so we are glad that we survived <laughs> the six days up to Shabbat. I feel like I kind of slid in safe this evening, and so just so thankful to be here to see everybody in the group chat. We will give everyone a shout out in just a second. How was your week? You're finally... I think on the men from your your illness, so it's I good. I am. To, I still have a little cough going on, but I'm definitely feeling better. Yesterday, I had a horrible headache because Tennessee weather, you know, it is what it is. Everything's blooming, and then it goes from 20 degrees to 70 degrees <laughs> to 30 degrees. So blooming every, to freezing all yeah, in one week. Everyone's sick. Um, thank you, everyone, for praying for my Layla. And uh, Rachel, now Layla's better and Rachel is sick. So, and Liam is sick. So the, the ones that were sick are now well, and the ones that were well are now sick. So. Yeah, we, we have quite a few sick in our Your group, mom, our fellowship. Yeah. My mom is sick again. Uh, even my sister and some of her girls. So it's just, it's Going a tough around. season right now. So we are lifting everybody up that's dealing with that, that they do receive a full recovery. And may this Shabbat give you the rest that you need. Hallelujah. So let's say hello to who we've got so far. We've got Sherry. Great to see you. Shabbat Shalom. And Tammy. Shabbat Shalom. Got Andrea as well. Great Shabbat to see you. Shalom. And Betty. Howdy, howdy. howdy Betty. <laughs> and Dan Hakumba. Great 
to see you. We are keeping you in your prayers that you have a speedy and quick recovery. recovery. Mm-hmm. Not an easy thing. Catherine, great to see you. Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. shalom. And Amanda, Amanda and her family, great and to Eric see you. And the kids, Shabbat Shalom to If you everyone. haven't seen Amanda's Torah testimony from earlier this week, do check it out. It was incredible. Such wise so wisdom. Beautiful. Very powerful and uplifting. So I, we do highly check recommend that if you haven't seen it. We've got Judy Shabbat Shalom. and Asia. Shabbat great to Shalom. see you. And Oliver, Shabbat welcome. Shalom. So and, Sherry, be careful driving. So I'm glad you're listening. Yeah. Hands and eyes on, on the road. On the road. Wirewool, great to see Shabbat you. Shalom. And James and Mary Isabella, great to have Shabbat you both. Shalom. We missed you last week. Hope you guys are doing well. The mm-hmm. little say hi. Yay. And Jennifer and Dan, great yes, to see both Shabbat of you. Shalom. Just so happy to have all of you here. We know that the week can sometimes bring its challenges, but when we can all finally let that exhale out and enter into Shabbat. It's so warming and welcoming, especially to have all of our kind family here Mm -hmm. that lifts us up as well as each other. That's what we're here for, to learn from each other, to help each other grow, just to help each other through our tough week, because it is, it's, the world is a tough place, but when we can rely and rest in Yahuwah, that's where our Shalom comes from. Amen. Absolutely. And it does seem to get harder and harder. There seems to be more going on, um, not just in the world, but in all of our personal lives that we watch and um, fellowship together in our telegram groups. And when you just see how much is happening to everyone, if anything, it actually makes me feel better that okay, I'm not abnormal. I'm not just being picked on. Everyone else is going through the same hardships and trials that I am. So praise Yah, we can all lean on each other and lift each other up. And praise Yah indeed, Lori. Great to have you. Glad to to have you. you. Amen. We're ready to get this Shabbat rolling. Grab your shofars or whatever you can to make a joyful noise. That's right. Blow out the remnant of the day, the remainder of the day or the week, whatever has been hanging around that we've dealt with all week. Blow your shofar so we can get this Shabbat going. Here we go. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love that sound. I always, every time you blow it, I think in my head, that's the sound we're all listening for, right? But can you imagine what it's actually going to sound like when it's so loud and coming from Hashamayim from the heavens? It's just It will probably shake part of the world apart. Yes, yes. We will feel it and everyone will know it. Yeah, there will not be any doubt what that is. (laughs) Well... If you've never heard a shofar and you're not a believer, I'm sure that will be a pretty scary noise to hear, to think, mm-hmm. what is that? We're all going to be jumping up and down. <laughs> and it's our job to get that message out that the time is now, the time is coming, that Messiah is returning. We don't know the hour or the day, but we know it's going to happen. Repent for the kingdom of Yah is at hand. Mm-hmm. 
every day. So blow your shofar if you got it. Shabbat shalom, Rachel. Glad that you're here Shabbat too. Shabbat shalom. Mm -hmm. It may just give you a reason to explain why you're blowing this antler horn. Animal horn is what I meant to say. But yeah, it is a fun thing to do. I know uh, occasionally we'll pass around videos in our Telegram group of everyone blowing it. So it's it's a joy and and really, it's a weapon as well. We can use it to rebuke the enemy, to blast them out. Uh, they, I guarantee you, they don't enjoy that noise, and they're not. They know what's coming, and they're not They're not looking forward to that final shofar blast. Yeah. Dan says there are six before that last one. That's right. Amen. Time is ticking by, though. All right. Well, let's have a prayer, and then I've got a song to share. And we'll get on into our fellowship this evening. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all your blessings, all your miracles, all the wonderful things that you have done and will do in each and every one of our lives. We're just thankful for this fellowship here. We ask that you continue to bring those to this group, to this family, that we can all love on each other, encourage each other, lift each other up, and just support each other while giving you the glory for everything. It's so wonderful to dwell in unity with like-minded brothers and sisters who put you first, that have you on their heart, that obey you and want to honor your commandments. We're just thankful again for this set-apart time that we can have you dwell within our living tabernacle. Be with us this evening. Put your words in our mouths that we may give a message that is pleasing to you and honors you and that others may glean from it. Keep us safe this week. Give us the rest and restoration that we all need. In Yahushua's name, amen. Amen. All right, let me get this shared with you guys. How fitting that this song is actually named Tabernacle. And as we were reading our Torah portion on Tuesday, don't know if you guys got to watch that, our cat, Leo, did finally introduce himself for a moment there at the beginning. He joined us um, for that reading. But as I was reading through it, I almost had to double take and make sure that I wasn't reading something we had already read. Because just a few portions back, we did go through a lot of the tabernacle, the materials needed, the priestly garments and everything. So a lot of that we have already touched on, but I think we've got some interesting things to share this evening yeah. but and the point of that was when we read it first it was to prepare they for it. will make yeah that's right they will make and he went through all of it and this portion was they have made they made so they had to prepare for it yes anyways this is a song i'd literally just found earlier this afternoon and it's a really pretty song from Isla Vista Worship and Bree Reed called Tabernacle. And if you like it, all these songs are in the description below in the video where you can check it out and listen to it again. I'm just going to play a minute or two since it is about five minute song. Yeah. Plus, we don't want any copyright issues.
that I'll have to check out more of their music. No, Amanda seemed to like it. I don't know what their other songs sound like, but that was a really pretty song and mm -hmm. really great words behind it. You know, that's what we're all called to be is that light on the hill, that example to where our Ruach is burning so bright up on the hill that it can be seen by all. Mm -hmm. We don't let want our light to be hidden under a bushel. We don't want the adversary to diminish it or extinguish it out. We've got to keep our faith strong, especially in these end times when things get harder, where if you're not strong in Ruach, more than likely it will get put out. It's going to be easier. So as that time comes, we've got to even pursue even more. Shabbat shalom, Nina. Yeah, good to see you, Nina. Hope you are feeling better to see you and anyone else out there in the chat or just watching welcome mm -hmm. not everybody gets involved in the live chat and that's totally fine we just are thankful for the time that you are spending with us this evening let me close out these pages well being stubborn there we go. Amanda says, won't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. I That's love, right. I was trying to that think name. of all the words to that wonderful song. I'm saying it a hundred times, I'm sure. So glad you're feeling better, Nina. And definitely we're still lifting you up and everyone else that's been dealing with the, the illnesses. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, I was hoping our PowerPoint just didn't disappear on us. It wouldn't be the wouldn't first be time. Wouldn't be the first time. We have had to improv a time or two. All right. So let me get this shared up on the screen. Yeah. Okay, so we wanted to start out with this verse from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love suffers long and is kind. Love envies not. Love does not vaunt itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, there they shall fall. Fail. I can't tell if that's an irony. Fail. They shall fail. Whether there be tongues they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Amen. Great to see you, Micah L. We have missed you. Blessings, Blessings to Hope you. Hope you are doing well. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to start with that as just a, a reminder. There's so much love uh, within all the Torah portions, don't you mm -hmm. think? And we're going to get into in a little bit the, the willing hearts and how everybody came together, you know, um, like we were saying that and he assembled was last week, they will make. Uh, and then the first part documents the actual implementation that we're fixing to go in, they made. So it's just a, a representation. It's a good reminder, you know, love is long and kind it envies not all of these things to work together, to work together and have that perfect tabernacle. These are these are our instructions to be that that willing and open tabernacle. Right. I love that part endures all things. Love overcomes all and accomplishes all. Mm -hmm. It truly is a gift and. Sometimes we take it for granted or we don't display it enough, right. but it really is the key to happiness and relationships with friends, family, and strangers, but most importantly with our father right. and the Messiah. And Messiah was the perfect example of love and what love is willing to do. It was really beautiful what you talked about this morning on morning manna. And how he, by giving of his life, showed the ultimate display of love. Really awesome. He did. And this is instructions. Uh, all that we have through the Torah is instructions to us. And I feel like this is a really good instruction of how to prepare your tabernacle every day so that the Father can dwell within us. Exactly. I just wanted to start with that. 
So we know a big portion of this is discussing the Shabbat and it's spread all throughout and I'm totally fine talking about it anytime and every time because that's ultimately why we are all here right now. Right. You know, we have been called apart, set apart, and we want to be a part of Yah's chosen people. And we know the Shabbat is a sign between him and his people. Right. And we need that rest. We want that rest. We want him to be able to dwell within us. And from the very beginning, before we were even around, he, well, essentially after creation, he rested himself on, on that, that Shabbat. That first week. The, the yes. first original Shabbat. <laughs> and it's the first, Sabbath is the first thing, Shabbat's the first thing mentioned in this portion. It really is, yeah. yeah. So we don't even realize the depth of how important it is, I think. we. I think to Yacht, it it means so much more, right? Shabbat Shalom. Jeanette, great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Wirewheel's got a good one here. Let it shine till Yahusha comes. I'm going to let it shine. Mm -hmm. And doesn't it feel good to let your light shine when we are overcome with our emotions or the difficulties of the day? It can really darken our light and just how we feel when we're able to shine it out there. It is a glorious feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, we've got a few verses here and there scattered throughout tonight's presentation. Just talking about the Shabbat. It's a reminder. We all need that reminder. We all know the importance of it, but not everyone may. They may not understand. Most of us probably at one point in our walk or before we had a walk in this narrow path, really didn't understand the Shabbat, maybe didn't realize it was even for us. You know, it, it was, I always grew up thinking it was for a certain people. Well, that certain people is us. Be that certain it's people. all of us. We are those called out people. And thank y'all that our eyes have been opened. We were blinded. Now we can see the truth and that the Shabbat is for us. So we can see that it is a, the root meaning is to cease a time of ceasing and rest. In Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3, And on the seventh day Elohim ended his work which he had made, and he rested on that seventh day from all his work which he had made. And Elohim blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Elohim created and made. Isn't it so wonderful after six days, five days, depending on how many days you work a week, but to finally be able to finish that and rest on that seventh day, that Sabbath, it really is a relief to finally make it after a hard day, a hard week of work. And I know Elohim, Yahweh, had a lot to do. He was very busy <laughs> in those mm -hmm. first six days. I love that Jeanette said her, her pup jumped on her lap. She is saying uh, Shabbat Shalom from Australia, that not is from awesome. the land of 13. <laughs> I was like, what is the land of 13? Well, Shabbat Shalom, Jeanette in Queensland, Australia. Yeah, thank you for joining us at 922 in the, in the morning. morning. Hard to wrap our heads around that one, but that is so cool that 
these messages are reaching around the world, the four corners, just like we are called to do with that great commission. And so we're just so blessed for all of you that share it out or send invites out. We're thankful to YouTube for letting us share this message. So it's just awesome. Technology isn't all bad. So in Exodus 20, verse 8, remember the day of the Sabbath to keep it holy, straight and simple, right from the Ten Commandments, those ten Devarim. This is the fourth commandment. And we are to keep it holy, to honor it for all generations. This wasn't just a one and done or all the way through the Old Testament. No, it's for the in the test of time from the beginning to the end. Amen. Even knowing that the angels in Keep heaven it. are celebrating it. it as well. They are. Shabbat Shalom to Heather, Sherry. Thank you for letting us know. Shabbat Shalom, Heather. Be careful driving. Ten and two. <laughs> Exodus 31, 13. Speak also unto the children of Yasharel, saying, Truly my Sabbaths ye shall guard, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am Yahuwah, Mekadishkim. I think I got you that one. You did very well. Hopefully. Mekadishkim. That one's a tough one. That, that one's not always easy in the scriptures. So it catches me by surprise when I come across it. But it's a powerful word. I want to look into what it means now. All right. So let's go on. These are a couple of the verses that you wanted right. to share. I reading about the Shabbat, we see we should not kindle the fire, right? Do we have that one pulled up where I can read that to kindle the fire? I don't have it saved. It's I right meant at the beginning. To do that. I think Exodus 35. 35. Okay, I can pull it up real quick. I just wanted to read that. Yeah, verse 3. Okay. You shall bring no kindle for a fire throughout your habitations upon the Shabbat. So it was a lot of work to light a fire back then. You got to go find the wood, chop the wood, haul the wood, bring the wood in, find a way to light it, work and work and work to light it. That was a lot of work. And in our preps for Shabbat, that, that's the key is to be prepared. Yeah. I think a lot of this is showing us how to be prepared. Like the previous Torah portions that mimic all the putting together uh, that we see in this Torah portion, that was preparation. You know, true. it was telling them, get this, get that. We're going to do this, do that. And then this portion is, you know, they made it. Prep day for the tabernacle. Right. And I heard someone say earlier um, when I was studying this out that it's Shema Shema Asael, which means hear, hear it again, and then do it, which I love that part. So that's a great explanation as why we're seeing all the same, almost same verses. Again, it's just that this time they're actually making the tabernacle. So on the Sabbath, to not kindle the fire, that would be work getting all that together. So our instructions are to be prepared. We're taught to prepare. That even fits in the time we're in now, right? We have to prepare, not just for what we are going to need for this weekend, but we have to prepare for what we need in the future. 
Uh, Amanda says, it's a lot of work. We heat our house from the wood furnace and we always have to make sure we have it ready before Shabbat. Mm -hmm. It does. That's a lot of work. You bring it in, cut it, bring it in, all of that going on. That's a lot of work. Also, though, there's some some other meanings that I feel like are very important to talk about that have to do with not kindling a fire. And we see here in James. Sorry, I don't want to miss this comment here. Right. Catherine shares that it meant I am Yahweh who sanctifies you, you makes you Kodesh. Mm, That's I awesome. That. Shabbat Shalom, John. We're glad great that you're here. You. Turn back to truth. Hope you had a great week. Mm -hmm. So happy to see you. So in James 3, 5 through 6, we see, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of Gehenna. Mm. So to me... As equally important as not doing anything that makes you sweat. That's when uh, I believe it was Adam from Parable of the Vineyard that was explaining what you should think about as far as work. If you're breaking a sweat, if it's a chore yeah. to do something, then that is work. To labor. Here we see that to kindle that fire, we have to take hold of our tongue and not let it run off. Well, that's the really the only fire that we need to extinguish is the flame off of our tongue because it can be destructive. Right. And in Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, if you turn away your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on a holy day, on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight, the holy of Yahweh honorable and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure nor speaking your own words, then shall you delight yourself in Yahweh, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Yaakov, your father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. Mm. I love that. I've read that over and over and over today. Just absolutely love that verse. And it shows here, don't speak your own words. So, not kindling a fire is not speaking out of your flesh and your own emotion. We should be focusing on Yahweh. We should be focusing on the truth and the word and rest with him and enjoy being with him and spending the time with him. So not kindling the fire literally is putting your wants and needs completely out of the way setting them away, even, even down to speaking your own words, because that means speaking from your flesh about you, concerning you, me, me, me. This is a day not about me, me, me. That's how I see it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's a big part of it, is to hold your tongue. If you can't speak life, especially on Shabbat, we should be holding it every day. But if we can't speak what the Father has put in our mouth, in our hand, on our mind, on our heart, which is the Torah, the truth, and the light, then we should we should just not speak. Maybe just 
just rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that rest in, extra rest. Right. You know, I was thinking about it earlier, and, you know, this is a tradition, maybe one of the oldest traditions of man is to read the Torah, the scripture, to discuss it. I know we're not technically reading line by line this evening through the portion. We've already done that earlier in the week, but we are discussing it. You know, they may not have had all, obviously they didn't have each person, their own Bible. Uh, they might've had know. a it's, scroll per village yeah. or mainly in their mind and their memory. So they were always talking about it, discussing it and passing it down from generation to generation. Right. And it's just so wonderful that we can still continue in that tradition of the ancient path that has been done for thousands of years. And Moshe started that, right? What Moshe was doing for them, you know, yeah. basically their story time. They probably gathered around and he was speaking the word of Yah. We know that the prophets did that as well throughout time. And it was just so awesome to realize that we're still doing that. And what an honor it is to be able to continue that tradition. One of the only traditions of men maybe I want to be a part of because it's what we should be doing, having that on our mind and our heart, meditating day and night on his word. Right. I love what Asia said and or Nina said, and to think and to think how many others around the world are studying the same thing each and every week. Amen. I think about that often and I think about how pleasing it is to the father to look down and see all of this praise and worship and that here we are, we're digging through it. We're iron sharpening iron. We're coming together in fellowship to look at these verses, look at these words, to exalt them, to glean from them even today because they're relevant every single day of our life. I don't know how you get bored of the Torah portions. I see something new every year we, we go through it. Every time I read it, every time I'm digging into it, it's beautiful. It's preparation. It's preparation for what's to come. It's preparation for what we are going through. It's instructions, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nina says, amen and in unity. That is one way we can find unity together. We can all agree and relate on the scripture. I know we have our various opinions on certain things, but the depth of the scripture, that does not change. It right. was... It is, and it will always be the same. Never change. Dan has an interesting comment here. He says, interesting verse. Does it apply to personal testimony? I don't think so. I think it applies to speaking out of your flesh, honestly. I, I think we are to share our testimony at all times. And that's what these commandments are, is a testimony to Yah's greatness. A witness to uh, his it's greatness. It's a witness to his greatness. So our testimony is a witness as well as to his his greatness and his, um, what am I trying to say? Re not Mercy, Mercy, forgiveness, forgiveness. Yes, yes. You know, we can see, we'll touch on this probably later, but, you know, the Israelites committed a great sin when they built the golden calf yes. and were having their X-rated parties and great sins were done and committed. But yet he was able to forgive and allow them to move on 
help build and contribute to the tabernacle. So it's just another example of his mercy that he has for his children. Yeah. Of course, Amanda's saying here, if you can't say anything nice, we all know how that phrase ends. Don't say anything. And Sherry's got it right. Not kindling a fire is don't start an argument. Right. A lot of times we just don't give the time necessary. We feel the argument building. We may know better. It's this lack of self-control a lot of times where we choose to say it or we just don't give ourselves enough time to reevaluate the situation and realize that this is going to cause some issues. I should refrain from these words that I want to speak. If we could all do that more often, I think we would all get along better. There'd be more unity between friends, family, and the body, uh, even with strangers. I love this verse that John has for us here. First Peter 3.15 But sanctify Yahweh Elohim in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Amen. Fear of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Judy, one body, one ruach, one baptism, unified by the love of Yahuwah. Amen. That's great. That is beautiful. All right. I think we're ready for our next verses. So I love these verses out of Jubilees. Many of us didn't grow up with Scripture out of Jubilees. Some of you may still not even know what Jubilees is, but it was an extra book that was hidden. And we're so thankful for the Sefer that was able to bring out a lot of these hidden books mm -hmm. that were part of the Apocrypha, the original, uh, was it the 16, I can't remember what year, 1611. Uh, a lot of uh, these KJV. used to be in the, the Bible uh, and they were removed for various reasons, but we're able to get so much wonderful scripture out of these extra biblical books. And so the first one here is from Jubilees 1.11. And many will perish and they will be taken captive and will fall into the hands of the enemy because they have forsaken my ordinances and my commandments and the feast of my covenant and my Sabbath and my holy place, which I have sanctified for myself in their midst and my tabernacle, and my sanctuary, which I have sanctified for myself in the midst of the land, that I should set my name upon it, and that it should dwell there. Wow. You know, many people, they may feel captive by the enemy. Could it be because they have fallen away from these ordinances, stopped honoring and obeying the commandments? Doesn't mean you're going to be a physical prisoner or slave but you may be to the adversary if you're not following in these guidelines <laughs> that right. were put forth right that, i love what james coletti just said there that's amazing and shabbat shalom crystal glad to have you here shabbat shalom james says yahusha tells us to abide in him and he will never leave us we have such special day to be with Yahweh and Yahusha and fellowship with him. Hallelujah. We really do. And it is the sign that we are his and that he will not forsake us. So Amen. let's not forsake the Sabbath. And here we see exactly that. 
So in Jubilees 2, 18 through 20, and he gave us a great sign, the Sabbath, that we should work six days, but guard the Sabbath on the seventh day from all work. And all the angels of the presence and all the angels of sanctification, these two great classes, he has bidden us to guard the Sabbath with him in heaven and on earth. And he said unto us, Behold, I will separate unto myself a people from among all the peoples, and these shall guard the Sabbath. And I will sanctify them unto myself as my people, and will bless them as I have sanctified the Sabbath, and do sanctify it unto myself. Even so will I bless them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their Elohim. Amen. That's absolutely beautiful. Just so amazing to realize that the angels are taking part of this set-apart time the same as us. That's so amazing. I think about it every every single Shabbat. I really do. I can't help but think about it. It really is amazing. Shabbat Shalom, Rebecca. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, and also, if I can click on it here, Esther's Faith. Oh, oh, I didn't read the comment. (laughs) I was just reading the name. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for joining. And Misty, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Misty. Thank you. you. Yeah, John, he says, I use this verse often that they keep it in heaven. It is so powerful. You know, just realizing that the Sabbath was for us. We have been grafted in. We are part of Israel now. We are called out in his chosen people. But then to realize that the Elohim, the angels in the heavens, Wow, that was even like more confirmation that this is for me. Sign me up. I want to be a part of this. Well, and it's a sign. We talk about that often. Everyone wants to talk about the signs. And a sign is a mark, right? It's not like, here's your sign. (laughs) It's a mark. And I believe, I really believe, I've talked about this before, that the, the mark that we we want is this Shabbat. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Shabbat. It's keeping everything we're supposed to within the Torah. But number one, number one is the Shabbat. And, and if you don't believe me, do a search of how many times that Shabbat is spoken about by the father to keep it. And that should be your sign. Here's your sign. It literally should be like, here's your sign. We sound we might sound like we're just repeating <laughs> ourselves over and over, but we promise we're continuing to read new scripture. It's just spread throughout. He's repeating it. It over is and so over important. This is a great comment from James here or Mary Isabel. If we listen to each other as much as we argue with each other, things would be so much better within the body. Hallelujah. I was it talking. Is true. Was it last week when I was talking about I prayed to Yah to hold my tongue so I wouldn't say something I wasn't supposed to? And he literally took my voice away for two or three days. I could barely squeak. So you just you need to realize that when you ask him to help you, he's going to help you. And it may be a very surprising way where. You know, he was like, well, I'm going to really help you hold your tongue by just removing your voice. (laughs) And I'm thankful he did because those days that I spent with him in prayer and in the scripture and praying and 
all of those things healed a wound that I had. But had I not let him do that, I might have said or acted in a way that really would not have been pleasing for him. Well, and sometimes our Shabbats, even though we are resting, we're not working. We're still maybe fellowshipping with others, reading scriptures, whatever it is. Sometimes that can be draining as well. We sometimes just need to completely shut down. And that's what you were able to do was basically be silenced and yeah. take that time, uh, that quiet time that you really needed. Yeah. I love is that Ezra? Uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2020. I love this one too. The 2020 is just kind of like a stands out as a, anytime the, the chapter and the verse are the same, there's a lot of really amazing scripture where those are the, the same numbers. And right. they always stick out to me a lot. And hallow my Sabbath, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that ye may know that I am Yahuwah Elohim. It's that sign that we're all longing for. We want to be chosen. We want to be allowed to enter into his kingdom. Into Good and faithful servant is what we all want and long for. Ooh, I tell you, that's all I pray for. That's all I focus on is hearing those words. In the end, that's all that's going to matter is hearing those words. No matter what we've said on earth, what we've been told on earth, those are going to be the most important words we hear in the kingdom. Right. And that's why we're all here together. We, we not only want that for ourselves, we want it for each and every one of the, the members of the body of Yahushua. That's what we're called to do is mm -hmm. to love and care for one another, to lift each other up, to lift up every ministry out there, every person that's putting content out there that is edifying to the father. I am all for it. I want to watch it. I want to know it. I want to hear it. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to know what Yah is saying to everyone through you. I want to know what he's saying from everyone. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. We're all on the same team. We're on Team Yahweh. Judy's right about this. He often gives us the opportunity to grow in what we ask for. And he did. He did the days that he took my voice. He allowed me to just let him handle the situation. And we need to be asking for him to push us out of our comfort zone. We don't want to end up following into that lukewarm trap. If we're not persistent and constantly pursuing bigger and better things for his kingdom to learn and to grow and to spread his message, we could end up following into that lukewarm category and we don't want that no, to happen. No. So pray for him to nudge you, to push you out of that comfort zone. That's what I asked for. And it's been the best blessing I've received. I just can't really describe how wonderful it is to really have that Ruach burn brighter than it ever has within me and to get up here and speak Mm -hmm. for whoever comes to listen, right. it doesn't matter. We just are so grateful to be able to share the word and hope that all of you can glean from the message. Right. John's got it right there. John 14, 15. If you love me, guard my commandments. I remind myself of that often mm -hmm. because I never want him to question if I love him and, and it's tied together. If, 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 
that word if. If ye love me, guard my commandments. Amanda says, I love hearing how he's working in others' lives. It Absolutely. is so wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. And he tells something different to everyone, mm -hmm. you know, although a lot of times I hear all of us that are that are speaking and, and coming out to, to be able to witness to one another. It's like the same motive, you know, yeah. or uh, the same words just said a little bit differently. And that's goes back to we're all members of different tribes. So I may say it where someone could understand it better. You may say it where these other people understand it better. Um, but we're all working for y'all. It's his ministry. All of these ministries are his ministry. And, and that's how we need to look at it. We're all just working for y'all. He just has me say it differently. <laughs> that's why we felt the need to start our Torah testimony series so that others could share. Yes, you know, everyone. not everyone is going to get up on YouTube and have weekly shows, but we pray that Yah gives you the courage and boldness and desire to share your story, right. where you've come from, how he's worked in your lives, the miracles and the blessings that he's given you because everyone is so unique and every situation is different. And when others can hear those stories and testimonies, it brings so much joy and encouragement to everyone. It, it really does, is because a blessing. You know what? There's someone out there right now that y'all is whispering in, in their ear and saying, look, just hang on. I've got someone that's going to tell you this story of their life the story of their journey to me, and it is going to encourage you and it is going to bring you back home to me so I can love on you and care for you and lift you up and make you whole again. Like mm. he's pushing someone right now and they need to hear what each of you have to say. There's multiple ones out there. I just look at it that way. They're just waiting right now to hear that one story that they're going to connect with, that's going to be a light bulb to flip on in their face and realize I am not too far gone. I am not alone. My story and this story, they're a lot alike. You know, that's the key of it. Or even just to reassure someone that there is an Elohim, a Yah that loves them and no will never what. forsake them. That's right. That may be all they need to hear and to know in order to get through their tough day or overcome Whatever. all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, the darkness is very dark these days. And so we need to be shining our lights from the hillside. And so what better way than through a Torah testimony? Right. So when you're ready to share yours, reach out to us and we'll be glad to share that with everyone. Mm -hmm. We look forward to it. We've got so many great comments going on. This could be just a comments show at this point. We will get to our scriptures here. Hopefully we don't go too long. Be still and know that I am Yahuwah, oneness with him. Amen. That's great. And we love spending this time with you guys, we sure do. each and every one of you. It's a blessing and a joy. And may we never get complacent. We don't want that. We, we want to be on fire all the time for Yahweh. And Asia's right. These The comments are really awesome tonight. So thank you, everybody, 
Oh, why are what yes? As the world descends into complete meltdown, the remnant remains as lights on a hill. And that's exactly it right there. That's mm -hmm. what all of us are called to do and be. That's what the Torah testimonies are about, is being that light on the hill so that others will know. So others will hear of his greatness. They'll see his mercy in your life. Wow, this is true too. Jennifer Lane says, and we cannot overcome unless we confess our testimony. <coughs> Excuse me. And that may be a healing and a freeing experience to maybe say things that no one knows or that you've been afraid to share. It really is yeah. a liberating and, and to be able to glorify Yah in that way that he's healed you and helped you through. It is wonderful. We have the thought. We have the thought. Does Yahuwah and Yahusha want to be with us in the eternal? If we do not develop his character, we need the fruit of the spirit. This is time consuming. It's mm -hmm. so true. And we do want to develop and exhibit that fruit of the spirit constantly. And I try we're all human, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard to always walk on living in the fruit of the spirit. It is the principalities around us job mm -hmm. to make sure that we don't. Um, and let us not be ashamed of Messiah. And you no, know? We know that if we're ashamed of him, he will be, be the same. And Dan's right. It's so encouraging to see Yah's hands in people's lives, what he's done for them, what they've overcome with his help and guidance. Amen. All right. So a lot of these are very similar verses, but I do want to share this last one, Jubilees 23, 19. And they shall strive one with another, the young with the old, and the old with the young, the poor with the rich, the lowly with the great, and the beggar with the prince on account of the Torah and the covenant, for they have forgotten commandment and covenant and feast and months and Sabbath and jubilees and all judgments. Happening right now. No, I think it was last week when we talked about the census tax that was taken up. And it really struck me that it didn't matter how wealthy or how poor you were. Everyone gave the same. And that's because... In Yahuwah's eyes, each and every one of us are the same. same. Doesn't matter your wealth, your accomplishments, your age. We are all the same in his eyes. And so that was just a really great lesson for me to learn and to see one of many lessons that we learn each time we go through these portions. Right. He loves each one of us so fiercely. There's no other way I can think of to say it. He pursues us continually. So in Isaiah, you want to read them? Sure, I'll read these. Yesha Yahu or Isaiah 56, 1 through 2. Thus says Yahweh, guard ye judgment and do justice. For my Yeshua or salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that does this and the son of Adam that lays hold on it, that guards the Shabbat from polluting it and guards his hand from doing any evil. 
think that has a lot to do with not kindling the fire as well. Yeah. And, and here we've got second Baruch 84, eight. And remember ye the Torah and Zion and the Holy land and your brethren and the covenant of your fathers and forget not the feast and the Shabbats. We just see over and over and over the importance of not forgetting. Yeah. These are more of a, almost like a warning or, you know, a prophecy that this will happen. The, the Shabbat and my commands will be forgotten and forsaken in your times. And I think we're especially in that time where all things for Yahuwah are being forsaken and lost and forgotten. And so we have a greater responsibility in these times to make sure that it's not lost and forgotten and that we right. can reassure people that it is still as relevant today as it was when it first began. Right. And you can take a moment when somebody that, you know, or friend or family, you know, says I've had such a bad week. I'm just stressed. I'm this, I'm that. Take that opportunity to talk about the Shabbat, to talk mm -hmm. about how it's changed your life, how having rest with the father restores you in a way that you've never had before in your life. You don't have to do anything but focus on him and his love for you. And he will feel, he will restore you in a way that just blows your mind. Like by the time we get to the end of our Shabbat, I feel like I've had a week off. It really is that crazy that it feels like it's been multiple days yeah. and it's just been one because he, I pray to him for that restoration. I pray to him for that time to just let go of all the stresses and worry. And he takes it. He takes it. Andrea says, remember is an important word for our time. Zakar, Zakar in Hebrew. Love that. We are to remember it. Mm -hmm. And here we see uh, the last one is Ezekiel twenty two twenty six. Her priests have violated my Torah and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Shabbats and I am profaned among them. Unfortunately, this is now, you know, it, history repeats itself. Over yeah. and over and over again until until we see Yahusha coming back in the clouds. Oh, this was a great map that I had we had used in our uh Shabbat Does a Body Good. Uh, yeah. one of our first and earliest Thursday night shows that we did when we were under the name uh, Between the River and the Ravens. And I just, I told James, we had to show this again tonight. It's something, if you're interested, we can send you this and you can share it out to it's your friends It's pretty hard to read. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we can definitely share it with you or put it in the, the description. But in the solid green are nations where Saturday and Sabbath are synonymous in their primary language. So they use the, the name Sabbath for Saturday. The lined one is, uh, or is it the gray one? Nations where Saturday and Sabbath are not synonymous. So that's the gray areas. The lined green area is the U.S. where Spanish is the primary or secondary language. It says 45 million people. And then on the right, it breaks down all these different countries that say Shabbat 
for Saturday, right? Or Shabbato. There's variations. Right. But, but it's still Sabbath. Exactly. They call it the Sabbath, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, it says at the very bottom, I know it's hard to read, the word for Sabbath and the seventh day of the week are synonymous in a number of languages. Approximately 1.4 billion people, nearly 20% of the world's population, uses the word for Sabbath and the seventh day of the week interchangeably. How important is that to know? Just because we've been watered down here in the U.S. and made to only use those, what are days of the week? Are they, they're not Roman, they're... Um, Greek, Greek from the Greek gods, no, Norse. Yeah, Norse. They're Norse. I had never heard the word Sabbath. I mean, literally, had never heard the word Sabbath. And if I had, no one explained what that even meant. And like you said, it seemed like it was something for someone else, you know. Well, to even read in the New Testament how Messiah, you know, went to the synagogues to read on the Sabbath, things like that. Why wasn't it clicking then that Messiah's doing Our this? Why why aren't we doing it? And right. now that the truth has been revealed, it's just like a big smack on the forehead. <laughs> I, I feel like I go, oh my gosh. But so thankful that the truth has been revealed. And that's all we want to do is help those that were where we were once. We just want to reveal that truth to them so they can be blessed in the Sabbath as well. Right. And love and just because we want to, as many people to understand, right? And Amanda's right. When people go on a sabbatical, that's exactly right. Even growing <laughs> up hearing the word sabbatical, I don't think I ever put that together with what that, what that meant. And until you are trying to be obedient, I don't think your eyes are open enough to understand the, the concepts. I really feel that way for that's how it was for me. I wanted to share this picture just to see how awesome. And I, I know this doesn't even do it justice of what they saw, what they had to experience, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the fire at night. Look at this. Can you imagine? Like, that blows my mind. I can't imagine being in one of these little tents right over here <laughs> close by and knowing that that was Yahweh right there, you know. It makes me also wonder if it provided them warmth through the night oh. in the cold, windy desert. You know, the wilderness, even if it's hot during the day, it gets cold at night. Very and cold. so, uh, you know, maybe the cloud kind of helped with the heat during the day and the fire helped with the cold at night. That's just an, a thought I had. Don't really know, that, but yeah. makes sense. We'll know one day. <laughs> we know Yah is the provider of all, so... Only makes sense. All right. So let me. So talking about the tabernacle, we've gone over that in previous portions. But like you were saying, that was the preparation, gathering the materials, real figuring out how it was going to be built and getting the instructions. Exactly. The instructions Blueprints. given to Moshe. So now this portion, it is somewhat repetitive of what we've read before, but it is because they are going to be preparing, building it, putting it they together. It. Yeah. So we know the word Mishkan comes from the Hebrew word Ishkan, meaning to rest. And it was considered to be the resting place of Yahuwah. 
The Mishkan is also called the Mishkan of Testimony, since it testified of Yahuwah's forgiveness of the Israelite people for their idolatry with the golden calf in just a few portions back. Right. So in this portion, the details of the construction of the Mishkan are given. The curtains with their loops and clasps that would surround the tent-like structure and covering, or the covering of the roof of the Mishkan was made of goat's hair, the frames of the acacia wood, the veil separating the holy place from the inner chamber, which was the Holy of Holies, the, the Holy Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, and the mercy seat, the table, the table of showbread, the bread of presence, the menorah, the altar of incense, the altar of sacrifice with its utensils. And then in the end of this portion, it describes the outer court. Interestingly, though, the Mishkan was assembled from so many different parts, but it is said to be echad, a single unit. Just like the body of Messiah, yes. we all bring our own pieces and parts to the body, but we are to be echad. We are to be one, that one single unit as Messiah being the head of the body. Right. I just thought that was a neat reference to the physical tabernacle and now our living body, our living tabernacle. And then the bigger picture, the body of Messiah. Right. I love that. So this is one of the verses you wanted to share. Take ye from among you an offering unto Yahweh, whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it, an offering of Yahweh, gold and silver and brass. And that's Exodus 35, 5. And that was just what I wanted to bring up about that was the willing heart. Yahweh raises our heart, you know, it said, and, and a good way to think about it uh, in Revelations, two are working and one is going to be taken up. You know, two are grinding at the mill and one is taken up. Mm -hmm. So two can be doing the same thing. One is righteous and the other is sinner. Well, what makes the two different? What makes it different is one does everything for Yah from the absolute all of their heart, all of their body, all of everything that they have, they are doing what they're doing for Yah. They're working for Yah. And the other is doing it for himself. Maybe he's doing it for recognition. Maybe he's doing it uh, to get praise, to have status. All of these works of the flesh, the one that is righteous, truly spends all day no matter what their job is, saying, thank you, Father, I work for you. I'm doing this work for you. You provide everything that I need, and I'm working for you. And I think that's the difference there. Mm -hmm. Yah knows who has a willing heart. It's what's on the inside, deep within us. And it also, I thought about our intention. If you think in your mind, that about murder or hate you've already committed the murder it's the intention it's what's inside of you and what is there yah sees it he sees your heart he sees what you're thinking he sees what's at you know the heart of you 
And he knows if you're doing what you're doing for him or if you're doing what you're doing for yourself. And that's what I wanted to talk about there was that, that willing that heart. We yeah. have to have a willing heart. Amanda says, acknowledge him and his will. In all things. Let his will be done. You know, set your desires aside because he has greater plans than you could ever fathom. That's right. And if we're too busy, caught up in our own lust and desires, we're going to lose out on that opportunity that he's going to give us. But we have to be seeking him. Right. And Sherry's right. She says the tares are gathered first. They are. They mm -hmm. are. There's like that confusion of there's so many right now talking about the, um, what is it? The taking up. I don't know. I can't even remember what I'm trying to say. Okay, <laughs> move on. You know, but if you are a workaholic and you're focused on your wealth and your earthly mansion, more than likely, rapture. thank you, Amanda. <laughs> rapture, yeah. <laughs> you know, more than likely, you're going to overlook Shabbat without a concern because you're going to be focused on that money making. You know, many businesses have to work on Saturday on Shabbat. Sometimes it's their biggest, best selling day. There was a video that went around recently on Facebook. I know some of us shared it out where a man in South Africa was convicted in his heart to walk into his business that his family had owned for decades and walk in and shut it down right then and there because he could no longer have his business open on the Shabbat because his eyes had been open to the truth. And he realized he, in order to obey and honor Yah, had to close his business on Sabbath. Uh, it was a very powerful and convicting video. If you haven't seen it, I don't know. We'll try to reshare that in the group, but really wonderful to watch. And that's, we have to be willing to make the sacrifices in our lives on earth in order to honor and obtain the glory of Yah. I love that. John sharing what we read at the very beginning in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Exactly. Yeah, that he is finished exactly it up with how we started six and seven. We did the verse four and five. And he says in verse six and seven, if it will share love does not rejoice over the unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It covers all believes all expects all and endures all love never fails. And whether there be prophecies, there shall be inactive or tongues. There shall cease or knowledge. It shall be inactive. Yeah. Amen. Great scriptures. Absolutely. So talking <laughs> about a willing heart, Moshe, he went to tell the people of Yahuwah and called for a contribution of gold and silver and bronze and other materials that were needed for the construction of this Mishkan and its furnishings. This was to be a free will offering made by those whose heart so moved them. Just like today, we have the choice for many things. We have the free will to do this or that, to basically honor Yah or not. And so it is, our heart has to be moved towards Him in order to do these things. 
we see that the people responded so much that Moshe finally had to restrain them yeah, from like, giving more because they had already received what was needed. So Moshe called for skilled craftsmen to come and assemble the Mishkan and all its ritual objects. And in the construction of the, when the Mishkan construction began, Betzael and Aholiab led the work. And I love the meaning of both of their names. Yeah. Betzael was seen as a type of Messiah, a man called by name from Yehuda, who was filled with the spirit of Elohim, the Ruach HaKodesh, and whose name means in the shadow of El, or in the shadow, the protection of Elohim. And his chief assistant was Aholiab, a man from the tribe of Dan, whose name means the father's tent. How beautiful is that? It's really cool to see those meanings. So we wanted to finish up with this wonderful verse that we wish we could repeat over and over to everybody. Those that are awake and those that are still asleep, because there is so much truth to this. And this has been twisted and skewed and manipulated time after time. And not really until you are awakened, do you, I think, finally see the true meaning of it. But in Matthew 5, 17 through 19, Messiah says, Think not that I am come to destroy the Torah or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For amen, I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one yod or one tittle shall no wise pass from the Torah, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. We all want to be called great. We need to be teaching the commandments, teaching the truth, shining our light on the hill, praising and glorifying the tabernacle and the Yah and Elohim that dwells within it. I want to make it through the gate. And I want all of you to make it through the gate with us. And that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful that we had this great night. That we were able to start our Shabbat with all of you, Amen. with our family. It always is just such a blessing to us. You are our gathering. You are our assembly, called out assembly and we're so thankful for all of you. Great point, John. He says, last Me I checked, <laughs> both the heaven and earth are still here. It's pretty simple. Once you once you get it, you get it. So it's like... Don't it's, add and don't take here. away. Right. We can trust every word that's in scripture. So we don't need to get stuck or convinced that the man-made doctrines are what people need to hear. Well, that does it. Thank you for joining us tonight. We would love for you to like, subscribe, and share. Helps if, us reach the four quarters. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. Spread the Great Commission. We hope that you will join us again. We do have shows throughout the week. You can join us on Telegram. 
We update you on the different topics and shows. We fellowship with everyone. We just really enjoy that time together where we can reach out throughout the week. And then we can all gather here each Shabbat. And so we're just so thankful for all the various platforms that we have that we can commune and fellowship together. And we have a prayer room and a prayer team. We have a wonderful prayer team. Uh, Someone every single day is available to pray when you when you reach out via email or in telegram or to you can reach out to us directly in telegram and ask for prayer there are people that are praying for you real people um honest to goodness real people and uh we have ability to meet you and pray with you one-on-one if you would like it so please join us Please think about uh, even joining our prayer team, our prayer room. If you feel so led, there's there's nothing better in this world than interceding for each other, for your brethren, for your brothers and your sisters. Yah mm-hmm. hears us. Yah knows what everyone needs. But I, I believe when we're lifting up each other, he pays really good attention to that because he sees that the body's working together for each other to lift each other up. Amen. And Micah L's got the a great comment to end with out of John 3, verse 30. Amen. He must increase, but I must decrease. That's right. So true. So, yes, please do join us. Like and subscribe and then join our Telegram. I believe it looks like Nina may have posted the prayer channel possibly. And then the one I've posted is our main fellowship. So we've got various groups you may not want to join them all, but we would love to have you in one or the other. Yeah. So come join us through the week and then join us each Shabbat evening at 7 p.m. for our Friday fellowship. I think that's all that we have for tonight. Shabbat Shalom. Family. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Have a blessed rest. We love you all. Love you.